0: football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Boise State for the win. They hand it off to Johnson. Boise State. state has stunned the college football world one of the greatest upsets
1: in sports history
0: welcome everyone to the fifth year podcast here we are already in week 13 rivalry week uh college football playoff rankings freshly released so we are about to go over there go over those as well as uh quickly look back on week 12 and look look ahead to uh this rivalry filled weekend. So, uh, as always, we have uh, Clint Maxey, our producer, and then myself, Parker Biggs, with Zach Rulli hosting the show. So, uh, I'll quickly just go ahead and dive into this top 25. I'll uh, just run down these real quick Georgia, one, Ohio State, two, Alabama, three. So, they, a uh, little uh, Ohio State jumps to Alabama, uh, Cincinnati in at four, Michigan, five. Notre Dame 6, Oklahoma State 7, Baylor 8, Ole Miss 9, Oklahoma 10, Oregon 11, Michigan State 12, BYU is 13, Wisconsin is 14, and Texas A&M is 15. We can look at some of the uh, lower-ranked teams when we uh, take a deeper dive here. So, Ruli, what's your uh, kind of first thing that stood out to you in uh seeing these
2: well not so much stood out but um rest in peace to the Pac-12's title hopes for yet another even just playoff hopes for yet another season yeah um is the only team they've had make it was the initial the very first one Oregon yeah
0: Oregon's made it once i think and that was it, it yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: so um uh, the fact that they didn't want any of these remainder Big 12 schools is laughable cuz those it's, guys yeah. raised competition i don't know if you guys saw the shot of the crowd at the USC game this past Saturday, maybe 5,000 people there. Yeah. I don't know what the number was, but you can't convince me it was any more than that. But
0: uh, I think that well, this is for another day, but the Pac-12 at some point may, may have to reassess things.
2: Yeah, they're, they're, it's a it's a shit show out there. But Utah jumping up four spots after beating an Oregon team that we weren't giving a lot of credit. I know I wasn't, but they had been winning games. So, yep. um I guess Utah moving. I, four spots is a relatively large jump.
0: I think they should have moved up further. And I think Oregon, so Oregon dropped to 11. I think Utah should have been ranked higher and Oregon lower than than they are. I think it's.
2: So, what do you think of how far Michigan State fell? Do you think that was an appropriate. Yeah,
0: 12. Michigan State's at 12. I think they, I mean, I think you could have argued they could fall further the way they looked. I mean, they clearly aren't. I mean, they, those were two. Two different uh, teams out there with them in Ohio State. I
2: mean, they got boat raced. They were never in that game. Yeah,
0: and deservedly now, Ohio State ranks seventh. I mean, s- second, sorry. That's, yeah,
2: yeah. when you beat a team that bad that's in the top ten, you deserve some kudos, and they got that.
0: Yeah, no, they, Ohio State, deservedly at two. Alabama, who struggled a bit with Arkansas, uh, gets jumped. So, I think that combination. I think there's a clear, I think it's pretty clear one-two at this point with Georgia and Ohio State. I think Ohio State's starting yeah. to put themselves into that category as a legitimate a clear national title threat
2: yeah and obviously that sets up huge game Saturday which we'll talk about later but uh, finally also Cincinnati's in yeah Uh, after two years they've they've done enough I guess to to finally prove that hey we're one of the four best
0: yeah they they went out and they just hadn't had opportunities since uh, Notre Dame to beat good teams but then Hadn't passed the eye test, but when a good team did come to town, they stepped up. I mean, just absolutely throttled bad. SMU. Yeah. Uh, was it 48 14? I think was the final.
2: Yeah, it wasn't even close.
0: Yeah, they, uh, um,
2: they were flying around. I mean, that defense stuff. and those defensive yeah.
0: backs that we've been talking about and maybe haven't been. I maybe Cincinnati just, well, I mean, when they've they've stepped up when they play good teams, they.
2: Yeah, they may, yeah, you could probably argue they just kind of coast against these, like the two lanes and of the world just because they know they can win. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to see them show up and, like, play hard, I guess, for four quarters and, and really try and step on someone's throat.
0: I don't think, though, that this um, – don't look at this as the, the mountaintop for Cincinnati because a one-loss Big 12 champion, a potential one-loss Big 12 champion could be a a, a hurdle that I'm not sure –
2: yeah, I don't know if if it if they if the side of the helmet says OU, one loss Big 12 champion, I don't see how they keep a brand like that out over Cincinnati.
0: But in that case, that's also would that would be with no.
2: I think Oklahoma State would honestly also get in, and that's one loss Oklahoma State Big 12 champion. I do too. I think they deserve it more than Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely biased, but
0: no, uh, I I agree. You'd have, have the better. You'd right. have wins over. Baylor twice, uh, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, and then just more. And then you're the rest. The rest I think the bigger, dif- the big, and the bigger difference, I think, it, when, it, when you're looking at the resumes is just the number of bad, like just bad teams that you're playing mm-hmm. in the AAC compared to, you know, picking up wins over Iowa State, Kansas State, Texas Tech is a little different than Tulane, East Carolina, Tulsa, Temple, Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Um, Another thing is, I'm just, Think think thinking top four. So if Alabama loses to Georgia, Cincinnati probably three moves up one. Or this is SEC championship, but then you have Notre Dame or a big one loss Big Twelve winner. No,
0: I don't. Notre Dame is is not. I think they're they. It would take a lot for Notre Dame to get in. Um, It would well. It would take two lot. Big Twelve champion is going to pass a one loss Big Twelve champ will pass Notre Dame. They well. Don't you think they
1: should already be ranked ahead of Notre Dame? If that was the case,
0: I mean. They, I think they should be, but I don't think it's gonna. I mean, the Big Twelve teams, the Big Twelve champions, just one loss. Big Twelve champion is gonna be picking up a couple more big wins, especially if it was OSU or OU, you'd pick up two top 10, 15 wins. And Notre Dame doesn't. I don't know if Notre Dame they have. Well, actually, they have one top twenty-five win over Wisconsin. So yeah. uh, I just don't think that at the end of the day, the resumes will be comparable.
1: Yeah, especially um, without a conference championship, I think it's that's a pretty yeah. easy.
0: I agree. Uh, beyond the top of the rankings, uh, a couple of things. So, I already mentioned Utah. I thought they should have been – I think they should be a top 15 team. I think it's a bit of a joke that three-loss Wisconsin uh, is, in, is in front of them. And, I mean, I think they should also be in front of another three-loss team, Texas A&M. So, I think um, I was a little bit surprised by that.
2: For as much shit as the ACC gets, they have what? One, two – Three, four teams.
0: Yeah, Clemson. Yeah, yeah. That was the other thing. Clemson gets back into the rankings first time all season. And then five, the if rankings. you
2: count honorary member. Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. Hey, so-
0: Notre Dame is wishing. I promise you, they're wishing they're in the ACC right now. A chance at it. Oh yeah. A, a,
2: yeah, because they Clemson's down. Yeah.
0: A chance to go in, yeah. go undefeated.
1: That would make won. it interesting if it was yeah. an ACC championship game. They win the ACC, yeah. and then it's a Big Twelve. That's a versus Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a
0: totally different situation there. Um. But yeah but Houston stays at 24 so Cincinnati is gonna have a chance for another ranked win so that's I good. think
2: if they go out and spank Cincinnati though or I mean if, if Cincinnati beats the crap out of Houston
0: they're pretty safe yeah
2: you you can solidify them who's Houston's one loss again someone like bat
0: uh Houston's one oh,
2: Texas Tech yeah. lost to Texas week one Tech. week one yeah yeah which is so long ago but at the same time you can't I guess Totally discredit losses?
0: No, I don't think you can. You can't discredit that. And, but Tech's not good, but it's not an absolutely inexcusable. Tech beat Iowa State too.
2: Yeah, it's not like they lost to like TCU or something. Yeah, who did beat Baylor? So that's a bad example. It's not like they lost to Kansas, right? There's only one school that does that.
0: So, do we have any other thoughts just on the rankings themselves?
1: I think that's pretty much it. I was just curious what you guys thought about the Notre Dame and Big 12 winner, but I feel like this this is the week that makes the most sense to me. I think it's just Ohio State killing Michigan State and finally jumping Alabama and kind of getting that why is Alabama number two conversation out. It, feel, it feels fair this week.
0: I like this. I like this. Uh, I like their top 10. I'd probably have Oklahoma ahead of uh, Ole Miss, but besides that, I think, and I'd have Oklahoma State that's another thing. I would have Oklahoma State in front of Notre Dame. I think yeah. their resume, but overall, I think pretty good, pretty good top 10. And I'd probably have Oklahoma State in front of Michigan, to be honest, but uh, not going to, I don't think that's, you can go either way there. Um. But yeah, so let's uh, go ahead and just do quickly. We'll go through a recap from last week. Um, Utah, like we mentioned, dominates Oregon, wins, what was it? Thirty-eight to seven.
2: Uh, yes, I believe so.
0: Oregon's bad. who we thought they were, um, and they didn't do what they typically do well. Oregon has been running the ball really, really well leading up to this game. Kyle Whittingham, um, and that Utah defense was really ready for this one though. Uh, held the Ducks to only sixty-three rush yards, That's, uh, on only two point seven yards per carry. Uh, Utah, on the other hand, who's been one of the hotter teams in the ground all season, ran for 208 yards against the Ducks. Uh, Tavion Thomas, the Cincinnati transfer with 94 yards and three touchdowns. Oklahoma transfer, TJ Pledger added uh, another 40 or so yards. Um, And Utah has just been a completely different team the second half of the season with Cam rising quarterback. Like we already said, I'm shocked they're only ranked 19th. I can tell you there are not 18 teams in college football that can beat this Utah team right now. I'd be surprised if there's 10 teams that could beat this Utah team uh, with rising under center. Uh, they are playing like a really, really, really good football team. That being said, pretty inexcusable excusable for Oregon to get beat up like this. I mean, this wasn't as bad of a start as, say, the, that Michigan State-Ohio State game. But uh, Utah jumped all over Oregon. They got up 28-0 after that uh, punt return by Britton Co- Covey. Uh, who's like almost 30 years old, it seems, at this point. Um, but really just a, a dominant win for Utah. And I think Oregon kind of solidifies a lot of people's thoughts on what we thought even before this, but they showed who they really are. They're more of the Oregon that played Stanford than the Oregon that beat Ohio yeah, State in the horse. They
2: got, they got beat bad. They didn't turn the ball over once. They literally just got beaten every other regard of the game. It's not like they handed this game to Utah. Utah just from the mo- the word go. Um, from the little I saw of the game, it was domination. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't think Anthony Brown threw, uh, threw an interception. Like you said, they weren't handling. I mean, Oregon just could not run the football. And if you're, if Anthony Brown's having to throw the ball 35 times a game.
2: So I did probably gonna lose. Oregon lost, uh, I think, two of their receivers, two of their starters. Uh, one entered the transfer portal, the other one was out for the game. So.
0: Yeah, Chris Hudson had a good game um, receiving-wise for Oregon uh, with 96 yards. But uh, for them to uh, be effective on offense, they have to run the ball well. And uh, Travis Dye, who's been playing really, really well, um, only had 29 rush yards. So, uh, good win for Utah. Crushing loss for Oregon, who keeps – it's very similar to that 2019 team. uh, A couple years ago, late in the season, lose to Arizona State. Um, it's becoming a trend. Crystal ball has Oregon in a really good spot, but they can't take that next step. Does not seem. Uh, any more thoughts on that game? No. All right. Uh, um, Ohio State, we talked about rolls, Michigan State 56 to 7. CJ Shroud topped uh, what was his best game against Purdue with an absolute unreal show against Michigan State that Michigan State secondary which you talked talked about last week is a weakness stroud 32 for 35 432 yards six touchdowns no interceptions uh is cj stroud the heisman favorite now yes I'll look it is. up he, he is yeah he jumped it makes hard. sense yeah i mean he should be the guys yeah falling uh master Teague led the way on the ground rather than henderson this week with 95 yards
2: there are other five star running backs
0: yeah and then Olave, Wilson, and Smith and Jigba all had hundred yard games. Just, I mean, this Ohio State team is uh, this offense is really, really, really good.
2: Yeah, especially, I mean, their defense shut Kenneth Walker down, who was is obviously a stud running back, but it was like the, like I told you earlier, I had the over in that game. It was forty five to zero or something like that at halftime, forty two to zero.
0: It was I think forty nine to zero.
2: Forty nine to zero. And, yeah. well one the bet didn't hit but two like they just jumped on them early and did not let up the defense that's the best i've looked all year and if they if they do that against michigan i don't think michigan will score too many more than michigan state did
0: right and when you get up and you jump on michigan state like that it completely eliminated the run yeah they couldn't run the ball
2: that, uh, what's it i walker board,
0: or- six carries for walker
2: yeah, they're not going to beat anybody throwing it through the air, and we did talk on it last week how bad the Michigan State pass defense is. Yeah. Ohio State abused it. it. Yeah,
0: yeah. so really, really big win there. So Michigan also rolled. They beat Maryland. Um, and setting up what's going to be a really, really electric uh, Ohio State-Michigan battle. And then we touched on this Cincinnati rolled SMU Ritter 320 yards, five touchdowns um, there. We don't, I don't really have much more to say. Cause it was such a blowout. Um
2: That was that from the bits and pieces I watched. That was Ritter's best game of the year. Yeah. Too. I don't know if the stats prove that, but he looked a lot more patient. I mean, it's not like he makes a ton of mistakes anyways, but he just looked really, really solid Saturday.
0: Yeah. No, I kept, I, I was at the Alabama Arkansas game and I was, Keeping up with that score, just kept checking. And I would look at Mordecai stats, and it would be like 12 or 16, 32 yards. I mean, it was ridiculous. The receivers could get no separation. They were just having to dink it. Uh, And then Cincinnati wouldn't allow their guys to get loose. Uh, SMU was without Danny Gray, but they still had Rasheed Rice and Reggie Roberson. And neither of those guys were able to do anything on Gardner or Bryant. So, I mean, that Cincinnati defensive backfield is uh, stepping up uh, big time. Uh, And then also wanted to touch on while we're here with SMU um, TCU is uh, reportedly actually, no, I'm going to move. We'll talk about that in the headlines. Uh, Let's just roll through last week. Uh, Clemson rolled Wake Forest 48, 27 Wake Forest still uh, controls their own destiny. If they can beat Boston college this week, they are in the ACC title, but with a loss, it opens up for both for either Clemson or NC state. So, Clemson uh, trying to backdoor their way into a uh, another ACC title.
2: Yeah, I I hate seeing that. Just cause, I mean, they don't deserve to be in that game. Like
0: no, they, but
2: they've been terrible this year.
0: They do seem to be figuring something out here. They do. Uh, I, this year is not the year for Clemson, but any wins and, and picking up momentum heading in the next year. They're still going
2: to end up with ten wins, aren't they? Which yeah, like, they're gonna
0: finish with 10 wins and like if they if they win their next win, watch we'll see Clemson finishes like top fifteen teams still. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, and part of that's just like a testimony to Dabo and like the culture there. I yeah. guess you get benefited out sometimes.
1: Yeah, no. And the ACC wins. being terrible. Yeah, and when I you I mean win- it always
2: is, but <laughs>
0: yeah. Um okay, let big twelve pokes. I'll let you I mean, get into this, but defense is Unreal. Shut out Texas Tech after they uh, upset Iowa State the week before.
2: Yeah, I've always, you know, growing up as an OSU fan, I tricked myself into thinking offense wins champions, championships, excuse me. because like, oh, well, well, you got to score the points. But you only have to score one if your defense gives up zero, which is what OSU did Saturday. Um, total domination uh, from the start of the game. Texas Tech, I think they averaged one yard per rush, 2.5 yards per pass. So Ridiculous. couldn't do anything. They benched their quarterback and then brought him back in because the other guy was just as bad, if not worse. Uh, OSU's offense did what they had to do. Gundy said they wanted to run the ball more than they did. He wished he would have burned more clock. So I think after 10-0, to zero, honestly, they were just like, oh, let's get out of here. Um, don't show too much off, and they they didn't really do that. Uh, Brennan plus Presley was out. John Paul Richardson, true freshman, did a good job filling in for him. But they they don't have the most explosive weapons they typically have, but they're getting it done and winning don't. in a multitude of ways right now.
0: I mean, they're. I mean, we're seeing it with OSU. We're seeing it with Georgia defense. You know, still, if you have a defense, defense is can, king. Still, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can put, I think it's hard to really hard to put together a good defense in college now, nowadays. And I think that's what makes what OSU is doing even more impressive is that those elite defenses are dwindling and there's, you know, Georgia. It's just funny. It, it's so weird putting when you're talking the elite of the elite, you're saying Georgia, don't know Oklahoma state. Oklahoma state.
2: Yeah. It, it's, it's funny to watch as an OSU fan, I guess. Cause like I said, growing up, it's nothing but points, it's points all the time. You're trying to push the tempo. Now it's like, Well, if we can just get two field goals or something here and maybe score a touchdown, like we're gonna, we're feeling pretty good. No team has scored more than 24 points on OSU this year.
0: Which, who was that? Texas or Baylor
2: or Iowa Iowa State? Yeah, Iowa State. I don't think Texas scored that many. I think they ended up getting uh, stopped. But they're 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 good. They fly around the maturity, you just you can't speak enough about it having that many old guys on defense. I say old guys, veterans on that defensive side of the football. Um, you you're it definitely frees you up to do more when you have smarter players that have been there and have the experience. And Jim Knowles knows that. So it'll be interesting. OSU's been fortunate enough also schedule wise, uh the past four games. Well, not four n- minus West Virginia, but Kansas, freshman quarterback. Uh, Texas Tech, freshman quarterback. TCU, freshman quarterback. And they're going to get another freshman quarterback Saturday. Obviously, the most talented of the the freshmen they've played, but he's still a freshman. So, Jim Knowles is probably salivating at, at the thought of that.
0: No doubt about it. I mean, OU's offense is looking the most, most vulnerable it's looked in years. And uh, Oklahoma State's defense has to be the best defense they've ever had ever had i mean it's i i don't yeah i think that, that was for, their
2: first shutout against like a d1 team since like the 70s i could be wrong on that step but yeah this is easily the the best defensive unit mike gundy's ever had yeah, probably I mean, in school history too
0: he's got they've got to be yeah those guys have got to be salivating the opportunity to to face uh freshman led oklahoma team i mean this is uh as we'll talk about it more but as good of a shot as as i mean the pokes are the team to beat in the big 12 and uh, uh, Bedlam is going to be a a good one for sure. And then, so the other side of Bedlam Sooners uh, needed this one to uh, stay alive in the cultural playoff race, Uh, go out and beat Iowa state. You know, they, it wasn't necessarily sexy, but the Sooner defense is definitely stepped up uh, here as of late uh, as getting healthy. I mean, they absolutely Shut down Brees Hall. Uh held him the 58 yards uh, on 19 carries.
2: That catch he made was insane. I, I don't think I've seen a running back make a catch like that in a long time. I
1: couldn't even be mad.
2: Yeah, you know you remember the one I'm talking about, Clint, the yeah. one-handed. Yeah, he almost made an even better one, in my opinion. Um they rolled Purdy out to the left and per and uh Brees kind of went up the sideline again, like he did on the last one. And at first you're like, oh, he dropped that because this was after the one-handed catch where he had to mm-hmm. turn around. But then when they slow it down, it got tipped and he almost like shoestringed it. it was oh, yeah. Incredible. It was almost almost as incredible as the one before. But OU did not let him get anything going on the ground.
0: Yeah. No, they they bottled up the run. Uh, the OU can struggle when it comes to dual-threat quarterbacks on the ground, but in general, they've done a solid job Um, when facing offenses uh, that like to run the ball but aren't necessarily uh, run heavy with the quarterback. So um, that continued. On the flip side, as good as the defense was and how I think important that's going to be going into Bedlam, what it really is going to come down to is if Oklahoma can move the ball, if they can score on OSU unlike other teams have been able to do. And if the Oklahoma offense that's come out the last two weeks is in Stillwater on Saturday night, then it's going to be a long, long, long day for the Oklahoma offense. Uh, they were able to establish the run for the first time in a couple of weeks, which is good, but Caleb Williams is not, um, is not um, finding guys uh, in the past game. He went eight for 18, 87 yards. Uh, that's less than five yards per attempt uh, through a touchdown and the interception. Uh, He did have that big 74-yard touchdown run, um, and that's why Caleb Williams is playing quarterback for Oklahoma and not Spencer Rattler is because he can do that. Um, But just through the air, Oklahoma receivers not getting separation, Caleb Williams not finding um, the right guys. It's just the the pass offense is is not pretty or has not been pretty the last two weeks. They're gonna have to figure something out. um, Is
2: it? Is it? Do you think it has to do with? O line protection because that it seems pretty solid. Offensive
0: line is okay. Is not the offensive line is okay. It's not an OU offensive
2: line unit. These guys are a little younger. I think
0: the problem is everything. I I think everything's a little bit. You know, I I don't actually the 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 skilled players. I don't think are are no those
2: guys aren't an issue. Those guys play anywhere.
0: I think freshman quarterback and and average offensive line play. Yeah. Another
1: Uh, thing is it was similar to the Baylor game where the pass protection was fine on the passes that like most of the passes, the pass protection was fine, but he would just kind of sit back and kind of wait around and nothing would happen. I feel like you need more slants or just some quick routes to kind of get him going. Exactly. Cause when you're relying on like medium or deep balls, then he's just kind of standing there and chucks it up. Like he's done in multiple games,
0: right? It's been run or throw it deep. You're not seeing yeah. the mesh, the mesh routes and the screenplay that has made Lincoln. He, he can't the do the, he, is. he
2: can't do the thing where he just gets all panicked and throw it up. I think on Saturday. He will I yeah. don't think he'll get away with that. Well,
0: I think part of it has to do with just Lincoln probably not trusting Caleb as much as he, you know, a veteran Baker Mayfield, a veteran Kyler Murray, yeah, a veteran. Which is
2: totally fair. I mean Jalen Hurts. Those guys were, I mean, back to back. I mean, Kyler and Baker yeah. alone or they were just insane. So for the playbook not to be totally open right now for makes Caleb, sense. yeah, it makes sense. But you, they're gonna
0: have to open it up on Saturday. They're going to have – they're going to have to – Lincoln's going to have to to get creative. I think
2: a, more so for him or for OU in general is going to be, can they establish the run? Yeah. Um, if they can't – OSU rotates eight guys on the defensive line and then they have 2 two sixth-year linebackers that patrol the middle, so they have to be able to run the ball Saturday. And Kennedy Brooks is – I saw more of Eric Gray, I think, Saturday than I've seen in a while. Which is he, in your opinion, like the better pass catcher? Yeah. Or what? Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's a he's between the tackles, not nearly the back Kennedy Brooks is, but I think he's a little stronger in the pass game than
2: Brooks. Yeah, because I saw them line him up and throw him the ball a couple times Saturday. But, uh, yeah, I, it, the, the game's going to be won in the trenches. I don't – I mean, we can well, – I don't know if you want to dive into it now or later. I think
0: we just dive in now. We're already here.
2: Yeah, it's – I mean, it sounds so obvious. Oh, the game's gonna be one on the front seven of of either unit, but it's true. If oh, you can run the ball, free things up for Caleb, then they'll be able to take those shots downfield. He's, I mean, he throws pretty solid deep ball. He just sometimes can get panicked and force it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip, can OSU run the ball to alleviate some of the pressure off Spencer Sanders, to where he's not having to to play Superman. Um, it, it's going to be a fun one. I'm obviously very worried. It's not like OSU typically plays well in these games. They've won 18 of them ever. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts?
0: I think based off what we've seen this year, the season, which I think is really the only way to, to look at it, uh, or not the only way, but it's black. When you look at it and through a black and white lens, Oklahoma State is – pretty much across the board, maybe not across the board, their strengths are a lot stronger than OU strengths. I think Oklahoma State has an elite unit on the defensive side of the ball, and Oklahoma does not have an elite unit, or they haven't shown the ability to have an elite unit um, consistently at least. Um, I think that if the Oklahoma State we've seen, especially here late in the season, shows up on Saturday – and the Oklahoma offense that we've seen here of late shows up on Saturday, it could get ugly for Oklahoma. I think if the pokes jump on them early, freshman quarterback in a tough atmosphere, it could get get ugly. But if Oklahoma comes in with a good offensive game plan, like you said, can establish the run and establish the run early, um, that's been the key for OU in these Bedlam ones. Everyone, when you look at the... I mean, they're always high-scoring games, but it's because OU has been able to run the football i mean think about what i mean mixon p Ryan, rodney anderson yeah. uh kennedy or uh Ramondre stevenson last year i mean yeah. it's that has been the key for oklahoma against oklahoma state if, the, if they're able to do that on saturday it'll make it a lot easier for caleb williams to make plays that oh you're going to need to win the game oh you need big plays to another win this
2: game. thing is osu hasn't faced a runner out of the quarterback position yet like caleb is um he's I think Gundy talked about it in his presser Monday. He's not going to say deceptively deceptively fast because he is just fast, but he has really long strides, and he's, he's not a gifted runner but a very, very strong one. So OU is going to have more design runs for him. OU, the best running quarterback OSU's played is probably, I guess you could say Chandler Morris. I mean, he moves better. Maybe. Than what are. about the oh, Tech? Oh. Yeah. Yes and no. That kid's a, he's a bruiser. He's not so much. Yeah. I mean, he's six five, two thirty 30 or whatever it is. Um, Bohannon down there at Baylor, he was a solid runner, but they didn't really try and do that much on, on Oklahoma state. So to flip it, I mean, a running quarterback's difficult for any team to handle. If I'm Oklahoma state, I'm probably looking to get Spencer on some design runs considering the success Baylor had against the Sooners. I mean, yeah. he had a hundred yards rushing in the fourth quarter alone, but OSU, I think the game plans are gonna be very, very similar. Just both they're gonna attack the ground. Um OSU's not this year a team that just lights you up through the air, but they do have weapons. Tay Martin is a weapon. Um, he's bigger. I don't know how tall OU's corners are, but I remember
0: they're much taller than uh, they Woody Washington and DJ Graham. Graham's probably six two and Washington's i think. Okay, so that's about big because I,
2: I remember 2017 Bedlam screaming, pleading with OSU, throw Marcel Aitman the ball because – uh what was the kid's name guarding him? Something Thomas.
1: Oh, uh Jordan, uh, Jordan Thomas. Thomas.
2: Jordan Thomas, not as tall as Marcel Aitman, who stood about 6'4", 6'5". They started throwing Marcel Aitman the ball. I think he had two touchdowns that game, but they, they know the matchups. As an OSU fan, the primary concern is, does our coach coach like a normal game, or does he coach – I hate to use the word scared, but timid. You, you've you watched it. Like, he just doesn't – he does different things in these games for some reason than he does in normal other games.
0: Yeah. On – on and I think the one thing uh, we've talked about this that is different is that it is the defense-led team. Yeah, no, yeah. And so you can't – and Gundy runs the offense, I mean, essentially. I mean, it's done calling the plays, but it's his offense. So yeah. I think he – it it's less in his hands, which I think is it's, I you hate to say that if you're an Oklahoma State fan, but in Bedlam that's probably a good thing. If he's not, you know, I mean the defense they're at home, but like we always – he said even, he said
2: he's on the defensive channel. The every play he switches over to offense defense, and so
0: he ain't stepping. He's not front. he's
2: not saying anything to Jim Knowles no. mid game. Well, he might chime in in his opinion if Jim Knowles is getting his ass kicked, but that hasn't happened this year, so. He, I think he stays quiet and offense. He definitely probably has more input. Um, but it's just last year, for example, they, I think they were down like 20 points and they punted on their own on the OU 40. Like, go for it. Like, yeah. you have nothing to lose. You're getting your shit kicked in. Like, not a big deal if you don't get it. I, I do think he'll play, he'll coach this one differently than he typically always does. I think it'll be a different story.
0: Yeah. I think this is the, I think this is the most hyped bedlam game from an Oklahoma State standpoint I can
2: remember. Well, you saw Mike said he thinks this will be the last one in Stillwater. Yeah, at least for the time being. Yeah, he. Was I didn't like, even I think I about that. Yeah, he was like, I don't know how they'll get the schedules to work and all that. You're talking about adding a whole nother game if you if you want to play like that. But
0: yeah, so this could very well be the last one in Stillwater uh, for the. Uh, indefinite future so that's yeah that would be
2: Place will be rocking yeah
0: it will definitely be rocking uh on the other side or while we're still here i want to talk continue to talk big 12 because it's not just OU and OSU involved for the big 12 championship race there's baylor who beat Kansas state uh, in manhattan 20 to 10 a uh, really good win um good k-state team so baylor um all they need is if they can get past texas tech which they should Texas Tech like they're you said, defeated. Yeah, they're, they're a defeated team. It's like a bug now. Yeah, they're they're move it's just next year. It's look forward to well, they that. have
2: the bowl game. So maybe yeah. it's just hey, let's hang on to this six and six. Go enjoy a bowl game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So they uh, uh Baylor should beat Tech. And if they do, all they need is a Oklahoma State win in Stillwater for it to be a Oklahoma State Baylor matchup. I don't think many people would have predicted that one preseason.
2: No, I, I got a text from my buddy. He said he had Baylor at plus 5,000 something or another in May to win the big 12. So he's hoping he just gets an opportunity to hedge his, his bet. Yeah. But I mean, Dave Aranda, what a job he's done. And I'm sure his name is going to be floated around for some other jobs. And it should be um, from what he's been able to do in his short time down there in Waco. But. Uh, pretty incredible, and that's another team. They run the ball, uh, and they win the battle in the trenches on offense and defense, so the recipe and the formula is pretty basic, but it's working.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it is It is definitely working, and if he is involved in any potential job openings, it's not affecting his team, which uh, no. is impressive.
2: Yeah. he He is – I mean, he is a cool customer. He does not show a lot of emotion.
0: No, he does not. No, he does not. Uh let's just I mean let's just go ahead and while we're here, I think we just keep keep churning on uh these big next week games. So we like we discussed Ohio State with just an absolute performance against Michigan State. So they're going into this game against Michigan with a ton, a ton of momentum. Uh Michigan, though, is rolling as well. Outside of that second half against uh Michigan State, the last couple months, they have been uh Pretty much untouched, but uh, despite being in Ann Arbor, uh, Ohio State still is a uh, nine and a half point favorites. Harbaugh has, I mean, the gap between Michigan and Ohio State seems to be or seem to be getting bigger and bigger uh, before this season. I mean, this is a really, really, really. If if Harbaugh could win this game, it changes the, the trajectory of his tenure at Ohio State. Yeah, and
2: I I hate to. To bring it back to ASU, but Michigan the same sort of deal. They lose that one this year to Michigan State. It kind of felt like like that was a different loss for Michigan. You know what I mean? Normally, when they have these big letdown spots against another ranked team, they just they get blown out. Yep. They were in that game and they just they they played poorly in the second half. Michigan State came back and took it. Same thing with Oklahoma State. Normally, that letdown spot is like, oh well, they played bad, lost by two or three touchdowns, maybe scored one late um, just to make it look better. But the Iowa State loss, it was like, well, we played a pretty good game. One or two bounces didn't go our way. No big deal. Michigan is the same thing this year. Things have to feel a little bit different there. And I'm sure Harbaugh is telling his guys, like, hey, we're, we're right there. Yeah. Um, they signed him to that contract extension in the offseason, which was puzzling to some because Michigan is – they they could go, oh, what, 0-10, 0-11 as long as their one win is against Ohio State. They don't care. Right. And he has yet to beat them. I, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty baffling because, well. He's been close. He hasn't quite recruited at the level of Ohio State in the last couple of years. For a while, he did have a couple of top three or four classes there um, early. But Ohio State's a more talented team. And Ohio State, I mean, when a, when one of the most talented teams in the country is ready to roll, It's you know what I mean. They're not Ohio State's never gonna overlook Michigan like they do in Iowa or Purdue or teams that have caught them in the past. I mean they
2: they scratch off every M on campus. They like cross it out with it. It's it's different. Like Bedlam's big down here. Red River's big down here. But up there, it's Ohio State Michigan. That's the game. Anywhere north is is Ohio State Michigan. That's the rivalry. That's the best college football game in the country. It is pure hate.
0: Yeah, it is a yeah. It's yeah. The hate is. I mean that I think is the difference it's a really really is a a hatred between those those two teams on the field michigan's going to need to keep ohio state's offense off the field and i think they could i mean they have a really good run game ohio state's defense is is vulnerable um so if uh haskin and and corum i think corum is uh expected to be back this week um can you know churn out yards and allow McCarthy to, to make some plays through the air while keeping Ohio State offense off the field, uh, I think they'll have a chance. And when you've got 100,000 people uh, on your side, that, that doesn't hurt either. So I think this is Michigan, one of Michigan's, despite how good Ohio State has looked, I still think Ohio State's vulnerable because of that defense. So I think there is an opportunity or a path to victory for Michigan but they're going to almost have to play a perfect game.
2: Yeah. I don't. It's definitely also Michigan overcoming themselves, like mentally mm-hmm. little brother, big brother sort of deal, but I guess we'll see Saturday.
0: We will see Saturday. That is for sure. Uh, so let's talk play or looking ahead. Um, in some of the other conferences uh, we'll start or we'll go SEC next. So, the game of the weekend is always uh, going to be the Iron Bowl. Even a Bo Knicks less Auburn uh, is still an exciting game and one that people are looking forward to. So, Alabama is a 19 and a half point favorite over Auburn. Um, Finley going to start for Auburn again. Auburn tripped up against uh, South Carolina without Knicks. Um, Auburn is clearly not a very good football team. I mean, with as much grief as Knicks gets. Uh, and probably deservedly so. They are not as good without him. So yeah, he's
2: the better option at quarterback, right. so Far, it's not even they need. They need him to to be successful.
0: So I just don't think Alabama's weakness seems to be um, their pass defense. I was in Tuscaloosa for the for the Arkansas game, and to be honest, I was. That is not a good deep. It's not a
2: good defense. I mean, if KJ Jefferson's dotting you up through the air, you, that's not great. Right.
0: Yeah. KJ Jefferson was uh here. Uh, Jefferson was 23 for 30, 326 yards, three that's, touchdowns.
2: That's insane.
0: I mean, that's a guy who will go out and pass for 130, 150 yards in a game, and you're not. Yeah. 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 I'm I have a bad eye for that.
2: Can Auburn, uh, how did Finley play last week? Not, great, Not good. No.
0: Yeah. It's probably – I mean, Auburn Auburn's has dudes in their front seven, mm-hmm. but I don't think that is going to matter. I think Alabama's offense is so good. 555-yard – Young had 559 passing yards against Arkansas. Their offense is so good. There is – Auburn, Auburn – this is one of the games I'm most confident in. Alabama's going to
2: – Oh, they're going to roll them. Roll them. But I would like to –
0: it is at Auburn, but but I don't think it's going to matter. I will. I want to touch one on this Arkansas Alabama game. One, our Alabama's game plan was to stop the run, so they just loaded up the box and left one uh, uh, on one. Left Traylon Burks one on one with Alabama's cornerbacks, and 16 for Arkansas was the best player on the field, no doubt about it. When the, when Alabama's offense is on the field, or Alabama's defense is on the field, and Arkansas's offense on, is on the field. He is by far the best player. They left him one on one a couple times, and he finished with—I don't have it pulled up here—eight
2: for one seventy-nine and two touchdowns.
0: The guy's a free. He is a free. That guy, if he's—I'd be shocked if he's not a first-round pick. He is. I mean, he doesn't have a great court. I mean, a a lethal passer throwing him the ball, and and he puts up big numbers
2: in the alleged toughest conference in America, which is a good conference, but in the best conference in America, he's doing that.
0: Um. But uh, Jameson um, Williams, the Arkansas or Alabama receiver, he had a ball game too. And Mechie did. Well, Jameson, I mean, that is a whoo. That is Ohio State's offense is one A. I think Alabama is one B. So it's going to be probably a long one for Auburn. And assuming Alabama, Alabama, the SEC championship is locked up, but assuming Alabama, so it's Georgia, Alabama. But if Alabama can get past Auburn this week, it sets up that highly anticipated georgia alabama game but do you think what are your thoughts can alabama hang with georgia i think i think less that i think that is less likely now than i did a week ago after seeing
2: i think they can i mean they i think they can hang with them they have the i would love to see that game georgia defense i mean we're gonna see it so um nick saban i saw people saying well jimbo fisher broke it like the his assistants are gonna be able to get him now like believe it when i see it consistently that happening um bryce young throws a really really pretty deep ball yes he does he like he puts it in a bucket from about 50 yards away he
0: is not as accurate though as mac jones or tua he's he misses some but his deep ball
1: is attractive i
2: I, I don't want to. i'll make the pick now i think alabama will beat georgia so i love it it's wow i guess that's bold but not that bold but i mean I, i just don't
0: georgia Georgia is 11 and 0 for the first time since 82. I think they haven't won a national title since 1980. So I don't, it's similar to the OUOSU situation. One, I, I saw a cousin that's a Georgia guy this last weekend. And I mean, they are as good as they have looked. They just, I mean, there's always something that's going to trip up the Bulldogs. Yeah, they're
2: just waiting on bad luck. And then for Alabama, it's a, it's Nick fucking saving. Like you don't yeah. bet against that guy. Like you you lose. You don't get rich betting against Alabama.
0: It's, no, which is why I'm not.
2: I think they're going to end up making the playoff. They'll be one of the top four. I think even if they lost to Georgia close, they would find a way to keep them in. But
0: it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the most surprising thing if they got out with two losses.
2: Also, shout out Shane Beamer in the Gamecocks. I think I said it, mentioned it last week. They won again Saturday against Auburn, like we just said. I had South Carolina win total. I was trying to tell everybody that I could find. Over three and a half wins for the season. They have shattered that. They're going bowling. Incredible job by Shane Beamer and his staff. I think he likes it there, but like we mentioned um, two weeks ago, Virginia Tech, or last week, Virginia Tech, you have to give him a call, seeing as who his dad was. And hopefully Beamer stays at South Carolina because if he can do that one season with no players, he's recruited. I would like to see what he can do in two, three years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think people were skeptical of that hire because he hadn't even had coordinator experience, but I am not surprised. I think the guy's a, a superstar. So I hope he, I hope he continues to do well. So we've gone through the big 12 playoff contenders. We've gone to the big 10 playoff contenders the SEC playoff contenders. And that leaves uh, Cincinnati as the only contender left to, left to discuss for this week's upcoming games. They have a sneaky little contest uh, heading to East Carolina on Black Friday. East Carolina um, really is uh, under the radar solid season after they've really been slumping the last six or seven years. They uh, are a 14 or 14 and a half point dog hosting. Uh, the Bearcats. I mean, it could be considered a look ahead game to that Houston matchup, but I mean, for them, every game and every impression they make is yeah, so important. All, it
2: all matters so much. You you, can't, it has really, to be. Important. You can't really say that it's a look ahead. Like maybe if they had a loss or something and their goal is to win the conference championship, then possibly, but their goal is to make the playoff and win the national championship. Yeah. They have, they have much loftier goals than that, but,
0: for the first time we, I mean, we can say there, I mean, there is a, a group of five team with, I mean, legitimate national, Yeah, Cincinnati
2: could win a national champion. Yeah. And I'm sure for the first time too, Cincinnati's like, finally, we, we've proven we belong. We're there. We're now we're in, like if we just keep taking care of business, it's going to be hard for somebody to pass us, which it will be, but they got a, a, I guess, a sense of relief. So maybe now they, I'm not going to say they, they go and roll over at East Carolina, but maybe now they're like, all right, well, we got to just keep going. Like, now we know they respect us. They've been watching our games, taking us seriously. Let's keep doing it.
0: Yeah. that's that is a, If you're a Cincinnati fan, that's that's what you hope happens Saturday. Because if they if they go out and roll these next two games, they will be sitting in, in, in good shape. They finally put together their, a well-rounded performance last week with Ritter clicking, with their defensive backs being locked down. And shutting down the run, which hadn't been the case. So, when they when they play well, they are definitely one of the one of the best teams in the country. So, quickly, um, ACC Pac-12 both eliminated, um, but ACC championship situation. Pitt is locked in on the uh, in the coastal, and then uh, Wake, with a win over Boston College on Saturday, would lock up a spot against Pitt. Uh, but if they do trip up Clemson and NC State are looming so uh
2: god not, I hope Wake gets in yeah uh, i do too. i don't want to see Clemson in that game yeah no, I, I really i really hope Wake gets in
0: i agree completely agree and then pac 12 most likely uh, we'll see a rematch of utah oregon which i don't see why that would go any differently for for oregon no but uh, i think there's a i think there is a i think washington state with an oregon loss could pretend I'm going to check this and that would be absolute let me check this before I before Washington I say,
2: State would get if, throttled by you though
0: but if Washington I did Washington because Washington State no because Oregon beat Oregon has the head-to-head over Washington State so it right. never mind but oh Oregon State yeah Oregon State's five and three Oregon's six and two Oh, there could be a three-way tie. Uh so I don't I think Washington State and Oregon State are still alive, too. Would love to see Oregon State get in. But think about if Washington State made it to the pac 12 championship after firing their coach and half their staff mid season for the COVID That actually would be
2: pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. That would be a wild, wild story. What a job those assistants have done up there.
2: Yeah, really. They I mean, I don't know who the interim is, but you could argue he should probably be the head guy.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, let me see here before we go into college football headlines uh, if there's anything else uh, needed to be discussed. Uh, the only other game really – because we'll we'll hit on some of the, the other games um, when we make our picks. The only other game that I want to touch on before then, though, is the Egg Bowl uh, Thanksgiving night in Stark, Vegas. Ole Miss, ranked ninth in the uh, updated rankings. Uh, Traveling to Mississippi State. uh, uh, Rebels, or sorry, Land Sharks, one and a half point. Favorite over the Bulldogs. Um, That one is going to be a ton of fun. I mean, anytime you put Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach on the same field, sign me up.
2: Yeah, the Egg Bowl, I mean, I remember just like turning it on randomly a couple years ago. It was the one where Elijah Moore – um, decided to celebrate like he was lost a, Matt a, Luke's job. Yeah, decided Dan Joe Moorhead, I think. which I actually is messed up as it says terrible for Matt Luke great for Lane Kiffin and Old Miss because they've since rebounded but Elijah Moore actually he's taking a piss like a dog in the end zone on sportsman like backs the extra point up 15 yards kid misses Mississippi State wins and it was like both teams were under 500 like disgusting disgusting game that I think that was actually the last time they were in Starkville. I could be wrong. yeah, no um dude, those those two teams after I've been in Mississippi a couple times down south they hate each other i mean it is Yes, they do no holds barred uh startville that stadium's surprisingly large too cuz everything's kind of stacked on i don't know what its seats uh but it's loud in there it should be does. really fun. yeah it should be really fun. will rogers is I a know. stud i know i was
0: about to so i sent I'm, I'm reading these stats that i sent you earlier this week so will rogers This is um, some of his statistics and where they rank in the SEC. So in total offense, he has 2,596 yards, first in the SEC. That's 371 yards per game, which is also first in the SEC. He leads the SEC in pass yards. He leads the SEC in pass yards per game. It's 377 pass yards a game. Uh, He leads the SEC in completion percentage. So he's throwing for 377 yards per game. With a seventy-six percent completion percentage,
2: so he should be second team All SEC quarterback.
0: I mean, I mean, he should be up there. Yeah, I mean, with he should be in the his, young will be his team's team. not as good as Ole Miss or he. I mean, he should be second team over Matt Corral. Yeah, I believe that. And his then get, game could
2: determine that. I guess if you look at that as a alternate storyline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's second true. Yeah, yeah. Hoarder, second team
0: All Conference on the line right like here. That, Matt Corral versus Will Rogers. Winner gets. Second team, all SEC.
2: And and the Egg Bowl trophy, which is a glorious trophy. The football just literally looks like an egg. It's pretty bad.
0: I'm not – so that was not even all of this stats. So, okay, so he's – leave the SEC in pass touchdowns. He leaves the SEC in 300-yard games. He leaves the SEC in 400-yard games. He has three 400-yard games. And he leaves the SEC with five, three pass touchdown games. The guy is just lighting it up. Uh this is vintage Mike Leach, and it's it's
2: hey, pretty finally cool. Got it, finally got a guy.
0: Yeah, so that Thursday night game is going to be awesome. All right, let's go ahead and uh, dive into uh, what's going on off the field with some headlines. Uh, another big, big, big opening. Florida parts ways with uh, Dan Mullen after uh, almost through four years for mullen in what was a really 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 disappointing season um after three really good season and three near six bowls but it it really unraveled quickly in this missouri loss he it might have not i mean it might not have mattered if he beat missouri but that was the nail in the coffin um lose um to missouri in overtime so now florida's Out here looking for their fourth head coach in 10 years. Didn't work out for Muschamp. Didn't work out for McIlwain. And it didn't work out for Mullen. Mullen's personality just, I think, was a big reason for it. He acted odd. He said weird stuff. He didn't recruit at a high level. And at the end the end of the day, I don't think he had Steve Spurrier in his corner. And Steve Spurrier lives right across the street from the Florida Athletic Director. He is Florida. Yeah. And he... So you need Spurrier in your corner. Um, This is a really, really, really good job. And it's even better than it has been because they have updated their facilities, which kind of for a while lagged behind compared to some of the other top-tier SEC programs. Um, And it's a place where you can win national championships. Spurrier showed that. Um, Urban Meyer showed that. Um, So it's an attractive job. Their issue is just how many good jobs are open, and LSU is ahead of them in the in the race for a coach they've been looking longer um usc is open too and usc what's is what's
2: better probably job like, usc or florida well i think right? usc because of
0: i think lsu is a better job than florida too
2: yeah no lsu is the number one job in this yeah off-season. it's a great that is a great job usc have been able to recruit los angeles and the state of california Yeah, is florida's is. i
0: think a little tougher i mean more competition yeah exactly so um i think names to watch out early here what i'm hearing next couple of names to watch billy napier uh, he's going to come up in every job opening in the. This mo- might be
2: one he's interested. In. Oh yeah, Florida's no, an awesome. Florida's job. a job if, you. If that'd it, be that'd I, be a good hire by them in my opinion.
0: And the more of these jobs that open up, the more opportunities he's going to have. Especially, I think LSU and and uh, and Florida are the two that would make the most sense for him, uh, right in the South. Um, and then another name to watch, uh, and really also Napier is a name to watch at Virginia tech as well uh per Pete Thamel at Yahoo sports. So uh he, he good decision by him, not jumping at South Carolina or Auburn last year, because there could be some better opportunities this season. Another name though, is Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: which Ole Miss fans don't want to hear, but at the end of the day, Ford is a not 10 time better job than Ole Miss, but it's certainly, it's a, a better significantly
0: job. better job. And the other job that, that Lane could be involved with. And I, I wouldn't like this move. I, tweeted out i think old miss is a better job than miami but he'd
2: kill it down there. yeah
0: i mean he i think he still has a place down in boca from his time there he just fits that lifestyle and they're both miami's a just a edgy brand a lane lane's kiffin, an edgy guy Lane belongs in miami
2: yeah i saw also fine saying usc should should bring kiffin back because you know last time he wasn't very mature He was incredibly young for a job that size, but now he kind of gets it and he might be a good fit over there again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would <laughs> that would be a bold move. That yeah. Would but, I don't, I don't bold... know if he wants
2: to go back West. It could be wrong. I don't know him personally, obviously, but um, I got, hey, he's a Cali out. kid. Yeah. I, oh, is he? Yeah. Well then shit. Maybe he, he wants to go back. I mean, that, that job is better than, than for, I think LSU when they're hot, LSU is a better job than USC, but USC's up there.
0: Yeah, no, USC sleeping giant. Definitely a sleeping giant, that is for sure. I mean, when USC should be competing for national championships. Yeah. Uh what, what do you think's next for for Dan Mullen? Because he's I mean, three New Year six bowls in four years. I mean, they were this close. Uh they were they took Alabama, a historic Alabama team last year down to the wire in the SEC championship. And if it weren't for that dumb loss to LSU, I mean, they were right in the thick of the national title race just a year ago and now he's already gone.
2: So yeah. I mean I mean he'll some, bounce back. He's a really good coach. Somebody'll get a really solid um I don't think he'll be stupid to the um like the non power five ranks, but he should
0: you know, he's I mean if I don't I don't love his personality and I wouldn't want him coaching my team. He's kind of goofy. He's a goofball, but the guy can coach football and can develop quarterbacks. Yeah,
2: he's a quarterback. Maybe someone in the uh, is I think I, NFL. Already saw, I already saw it, though, too. Isn't he joining Alabama? A, <laughs> or was that a joke? I don't know. I if think it was a joke. joke. Okay. But I mean, it could have very well happened. very much in the car. Though. He's a saving yeah. guy, isn't he?
0: No, he's not a saving oh, guy. Oh, he's not? No.
2: Hmm.
0: He's a uh, Urban Meyer guy,
2: hmm.
0: which I think makes more sense with his personality.
2: Yeah, that, that checks out there. So. <laughs> um i i don't know i think I'm nfl sure.
0: could be another option for him yeah i know not as a head coach but i mean he's the type of he's a if he could just he has the financial yeah, stability he to take to, a shit job in the nfl yeah. just and, dallas
2: cowboys retirement as a special assistant to the quarterback yeah so i had
0: heard that could personality wise that could make more sense for him not have to recruit because he did not love to recruit it seemed um all right uh take off James Franklin from the list of guys for some of those openings. He gets paid with a 10 year extension from Penn state. All I'll say is Jimmy Sexton, the agent, uh, big, big time college football coaches agent. Anytime you hear a rumor about a coach being thrown around, there's a good chance it's Jimmy Sexton tossing that out there. Uh, and it works because, uh, Right after the Florida job opens with these three huge openings, uh Sexton gets his client, James Franklin, locked in with big the, time money and a big mag. time extension.
2: What 10-year extension?
0: Yeah. I mean, all these jobs there's so many good job openings right now. It's getting coaches paid. You gotta lock your guy yeah. down, yeah. DJ Fleck extension with uh, Minnesota. Um, so yeah, guys are are getting um getting paid out of it. So good for them. I do wonder, is it time for uh I think this could be a good time for, for Matt Campbell to jump ship if, if there's the opportunity.
2: Yeah, if something tickles his fancy, uh, he's going to have a new quarterback next year, which was uh, what I saw from him on Saturday. it's not doesn't look fantastic. New running back. Yeah, he's losing a lot. And Nick Rose is gone from that defense. Islesworth, the safety, they're losing a lot. So, yeah, definitely. And you, you see that sometimes, too, with these coaches that come from uh, the group of five teams. Yeah. A lot of them – they leave the year after their stud quarterback is done. Yeah, They they don't want to go through that again with a group of five school. So like, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hugh freeze get another shot at a bigger program after this year, just because Malik Willis is gone at Liberty. He didn't want to sit and do that again and and totally go through the whole scenario one more time. um, When he could do that at a power five school and get better recruits and actually select who he wants. Exactly.
0: So I have uh, Pete Thamel from, Yahoo is reporting that, um, that Iowa State or sorry, not Iowa State, USC and Florida are, um, both intrigued by Campbell. So I think if either of those, I know he's a Midwest guy and, you know, the potential Big Ten job probably makes more sense, but Ryan Day ain't going anywhere at Ohio State. James Franklin, which seemed to potentially be a, Possibility down the road. Now he ain't going anywhere. He's locked up. And Harbaugh with his this b- bounce back season probably isn't going anywhere. so locked down. Yeah. So and, and and that's not even a job. But I don't think I don't like the the, the Penn State Ohio State. I mean, if you're, so you think
2: he's only going for the big boys if he jumps?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think so. I think he would have jumped by now if he was. I mean, I think it's going to take. I think USC and Florida are. I think those are big boys. So
2: I don't think you can say no to USC. I
0: think, no. It'd be a weird, I would be interested interested to see how he would uh fit in there.
2: I'm sure he'd be all right. He's a he's, he's a, a hell of a football he, coach. And he's a he seems like a stand-up guy too.
0: Imagine what he could do with with those athletes.
2: Recruiting kids from California instead of kids from Iowa and uh Nebraska, yeah, that'd be heck of an upgrade.
0: Yeah, and I think and I think if there is a concern that maybe this disappointing season, they're six and five right now, takes some of the shine off of them yeah sure maybe it does and it maybe hurts you know the press conference a little bit but i mean the job he's done at iowa state is incredible yeah i mean even winning seven they're gonna go seven I think that says everything you need to know they're gonna go seven and five and they're they gonna mad be about i mean they're gonna be i mean they're very upset about it yeah that says everything you need to know because iowa state five years ago would have been thrilled for seven wins the guy can, can so coach agreed. football great um Nothing official yet on the TCU front, but all signs are pointing towards TCU locking in on Sonny Dykes at SMU, um, which would really, really uh, upset some people in the park cities, I would think, uh, being their crosstown rival. Um, SMU reportedly has offered Dykes everything he's asked for, which includes over $4 million a year and a promised to build a130 million dollar football ops facility um, so SMU did has done everything they can do but that offer has been on the table for like three weeks now and Dykes hasn't signed it so I think that you know shows that Dykes is there's something he's he's waiting on uh, to potential uh, to potentially sign with another school. I don't think it's it's official yet or locked in but come Sunday morning, um once this regular season's wrapped up don't be surprised if, if it does if they do uh if he does sign with uh, TCU because uh, and that's going to be the case with a lot of these openings sunday morning monday are going to be really really hectic a lot of schools know what they're doing already um and they'll they'll lock it up um florida that coaching sh- search is going to wrap up quickly i would be that should they'll sh- pop- LSU probably and, you know, yeah nice no these field. these sunday morning sunday and monday you'll be getting a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, reports about coaches getting hired. So it's going to be a uh, – uh, <laughs> with these opening, it's going to be a fun, fun couple of days um, when they make those hires. And lastly, for our headlines here, uh, the finalists for a lot of the major awards have been announced, so I'll just run through these. Maxwell Award, which is uh, for the best player, uh, Bryce Young finalist Kenneth Walker, a finalist, and uh, Kenny Pickett, a finalist, which surprised me a little bit. I would have expected C.J. Stroud to, to be a finalist for this one, but um, all until last week, I don't think there was really any clear-cut – he's still not a clear-cut favorite, but there weren't any uh, – he wasn't as clear a favorite as he is now. But all three of those guys, very deserving. Uh, Bednarik Award, which is Best Defensive Player, Will Anderson from Alabama, finalist. Jordan Davis from Georgia and uh, – or uh, safety, Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame and also uh, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. That's going to be I – and mean, this has been a defense a year, so uh, all four of those guys are are studs and it would be very, very deserved. You
2: do got to remember some of these awards, uh, for example, Chuba Hubbard rushes for over 2,000 yards a couple seasons ago. He didn't win the Doak Walker – yeah, there it's there's kind of a legacy award feel to some of these. I don't think yep. like that'll be the case across the board, but don't be just appalled. If Brees Hall won the Doke Walker or something along those lines, and I'm saying that kind of just because it's the same position. Yeah, but, but don't just be floored if that happens. Kenneth Walker has been the best back in America, but that doesn't guarantee him this award.
0: Yeah, so Doke Walker, uh, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, and then Tyler Beatty, Missouri. Guy, really, really interesting story. Uh, he had one power five offer out of high school when it was from Missouri, and now he is a doke walker finalist. So, pretty cool, he won't be winning, but pretty cool to see him as a finalist. A bulletnikov award uh, for best receiver, Jordan Atkinson from Pitt is a finalist, David Bell from Purdue, who I think should win. Uh, and then Jamison Will- Williams, who I saw on Saturday and is an absolute playmaker, is the third finalist which is funny and ironic that a former Ohio State receiver in Williams is a finalist, yet none of those studs they've got. They're all too good. I mean, they just there's, yeah, there's too they many good – Yeah, they away
2: to, from each other's numbers.
0: Right. You put Olave or Wilson or uh, even Smith and Jigba on any other team and they're putting up big-time numbers or even bigger numbers than they already do. Uh, Davy O'Brien Award for uh, Nation's Best Quarterback, Pickett, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young, no surprise there. Ray Guy for best punter. Uh, this is going to go to Matt Areza or If he Ryan doesn't
2: Zell. win, we riot. Yeah, no, if, it. It, you, it would say, be insane. There's no world where he doesn't win. But if he doesn't somehow win that award, Clint, can you is look a up sham. how many
0: what his yards per punt?
2: It is a sham. Yep.
0: It, or, yeah, yards per punt. I mean, it has to be. And right. he punts a lot because yeah. San
2: Diego State, their offense doesn't just light people no, up.
0: No, I mean they're a defense and special teams team. Uh, but yeah, he's one of the finalists. Adam Corsak from Rutgers and Jordan Scout from Penn State. So that one, I think you can say,
1: is all, all locked up. He averages 51 yards a punt, 317 punting yards per game.
2: That's bananas, guys. That's the field three times. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's wild. Ridiculous. I, think, I think he had a streak of, like, punts over 80 yards, like four or five games long this year, and it only broke because one of them went 79 because it rolled into the end zone. Yeah
0: unreal uh lou groza award for best kicker gabe burkich jake moody from michigan and noah ruggles from Ohio State. kind of surprised burkich
1: is the finals considering yeah. he missed his last three kicks
2: yeah i wonder but he is but his brand yeah, range
1: ever since the burrito kick hasn't made a field goal since
2: i'd hate to see him go on like a michael honeycutt career path you know honeycutt made some big ones early on in his career as like a freshman sophomore whatever it was and then he Started would blocking you? some easy ones. I remember a game against Texas Tech in Norman. Like, Seth Dagey and the Red Raiders beat Michael Honeycutt and the, the Sooners. Would there. you he hate to see that, game. really, would you? Yeah, no, yeah. That would make me sad, and I don't <laughs> want to see that happen to Gabe. He seems like a nice guy. but Yeah. God, if he went, like, over five Saturday, God, I'd, I'd vomit in my chair. Bro. I'd look like that guy at the Sacramento Kings game sitting outside. <laughs> Um, if you know, that was a
0: about. tough scene, Matt, can you, is there a worse place to, to puke than courtside? huh?
2: Um, maybe your wedding, I, yeah. if you, you were the bride or groom, but, yeah. uh, no, that was pretty damn bad.
0: Brutal. Um, last couple here, Jim Thorpe for best defensive back Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati, Verone McKinley, the third from Oregon and Jalen Petrie from Baylor. And then the Outland award for interior lineman, So both offense and defense, uh, Jordan Davis from Georgia, uh, who I would think would win this one. Ikeem Ekwono, offensive tackle from NC State. And Tyler Linden, or Linderbaum, center from Iowa. I could
2: have told you Linderbaum was a, a kid that played for Iowa. like mm-hmm. He played like left guard. You know what I mean? it's like, just the most Iowa offensive lineman name of all time.
0: Yeah, and then I actually left one off this list. The Butkus Award. Uh, I can't
2: believe the Butkus Award. It's the linebacker, isn't
0: it? Yeah, and, your, and Malcolm Rodriguez was left off. Bullshit. Award. Yeah. So, their finalists are – and they have six finalists too. Which is insane, and he, yeah.
2: and he didn't make it.
0: Yeah, he, wow. he should definitely have been a finalist. I just
2: got done talking about how these are legacy awards. and
0: Hey, whatever. okay, so the finalists, Darian Beavers, Cincinnati, Leo, Chanel, uh, Wisconsin, Damone Clark, LSU, N'Kobe, Dean, Georgia, Devin Lloyd, Utah, and Chad Muma. I don't know if I said that right, from Wyoming.
2: Who the hell is that guy?
0: I do not know.
2: Clint, does it like? Can you find how many tackles those guys have compared to Malcolm? I guess, or just like those the smaller school guys? Like that's insane. Yeah, I don't think he should have won Rodriguez it. Rodriguez M U M A. The kid from Georgia is going to win it, or he should win it. So, like, I don't have a problem with Malcolm not winning it. To say he's not one of he the should six be fine. best, yeah, six. yeah, get the fuck. And
0: out even of if it was three, you be like, okay, okay, yeah, like, I still
2: think he's one of the three best. That I mean, is that's not us saying he's going to be the the third best linebacker from this class in the draft. Saying he's the third best college linebacker.
0: If you get within like three yards of Malcolm Rodriguez, you just get absorbed. He's, into he's him. got
2: you. He's you're wrapped up. Yeah, he plays dead. Yeah, he just finds a way around the ball. He had a fumble recovery Saturday. He's just a really, he's a football really, player. He is a and he he's a mean son of a bitch too.
0: Yes, yes, he is a intimidating guy out there, uh, and really, I would say the I would say the the key cog to to the defense. When yeah you, i mean he's the
1: the
2: yeah. leader out there right yeah him, what you uh, want really tackles yeah just that last guy the, the chad muma Mario from
1: game. wyoming has 120 tackles malcolm no, rodriguez no, no, has 97
2: okay that makes sense i, I apologize to chad Uma muma whatever his name was forgive us chad yeah but he's playing against he's he's in a, in, a, a plumber league if you will yeah. so no offense mountain west but one. Watch, you're gonna say this in like this three years. Fuck He's gonna be, be like first pro. team all pro. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bite my tongue. <laughs>
0: um, all right, I think that's all we have for uh headlines. Uh, so are we uh picks now, Clint? Is that what yeah. we're thinking? Yeah, all right. Uh, we'll run through our picks Thursday night, Egg Bowl, Ole Miss, uh, one and a half point. Uh, it says Mississippi State minus one and a half, but I believe it's Ole Miss, one and a half. I think, uh, I don't know if you. So, have I mean, it's that. basically a pick yeah. them anyway. But I, I think, I, th- I'm, I, think this could go either way. I think it's an electric atmosphere. I do think Ole Miss has better players across the board, and it's one of the few game Mississippi State's biggest advantage they have over teams is Mike Leach's explosive spread it out offense, and good quarterback play, and Ole Miss has both of that. Uh, link or J- link kiffin and jeff levy play calling is really really good um they get the ball to a lot of good players they they run the ball much better than Mississippi state does um and I think they just have better defensive guy a little bit more talented defensive guys it all could be offset by a wild raucous Mississippi state atmosphere and a big game for Will rogers but i'm gonna go I'm gonna go old miss
2: I'm taking miss or Mississippi state uh the bullies as they're down there I think Will Rogers does outduel duel Matt Corral in a shootout. I told you earlier, I think that totals oddly low. I think it's like 62 and a half. Um, I think Will Rogers, his arm is the difference maker, and, and he kind of carries them to an Egg Bowl win.
0: All right. Uh, Iowa is traveling to Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska actually opened up as a four-and-a-half point favorite in this one. Uh, but news of uh, Adrian Martinez missing this game. Has flipped it to Iowa minus one and a half. Nebraska is going to be starting Logan Smothers, who I don't really know what to expect from. But I'm going to go with Nebraska at home. I think these are two pretty as weird as it is to say as Iowa being a nine and two team and Nebraska being a what three and eight team. Yeah, they're weirdly I think very similar, even football teams that play really really good defense. Nebraska just didn't force the turnovers like Iowa did early in the season. Um, Maybe Logan Smothers is not good at all. Um, I think he's a bit more of a traditional pocket passer. Uh, So I think maybe they'll, um, he's not going to be running around like Martinez is, but if he can limit turnovers um, and limit giving Iowa the ball in short field, Iowa can't move the ball. I think they're going to struggle to really move the ball against Nebraska. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to say Nebraska gets it done in Lincoln.
2: I'm picking the Cornhuskers as well. I think they finally win one of these ugly close ones. I somehow some way Scott Frost finally gets one done, gives his fans something positive to go into and hang their hat on for this next season, but Iowa just like they're so boring. Like that game is going to be very boring to watch in my opinion. And if it's like 6-3, you know what I'm saying, it's going to be one of those low scoring defensive battles, but I do like Nebraska.
0: Yep. Okay. So next we have Ohio state Michigan on here, but let's skip that one. I want to go, I want to go the two big games at the end. Uh, let's go Alabama, Auburn, Alabama traveling to Auburn. What's your pick here? Tied big. Yeah. I think Auburn's we
2: Auburn's not very good.
0: Yeah. No, we touched on this. Auburn with <laughs> outbow Knicks. I think Auburn would have a, a good the slight sh- of a chance. Yeah, they yeah, would. I mean like it, at spread, home. No the
2: spread wouldn't be 20 points or whatever. It'd be, be closer be to 10, 10 or nine. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, I, I think Auburn would have had a chance. I mean, they, they are the one team that when I mean, they have, Alabama's number more than any other team does. I um, mean, they've, I think, won two out of the last three at Auburn. Um, so, I mean, it wouldn't have been crazy to think they could win. But uh, with Finley under center, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I think Alabama wins. Uh, Auburn just doesn't have the, the horses to keep up with that offense. Uh, Cincinnati, 14 point favorite, sneaky test at East Carolina. I think that that win over SMU really woke them up. I think, uh, I, I, I think this is a good number because I think East Carolina is a, a solid team and really one of the better atmospheres in the AAC when East Carolina plays well. They can they can sell that place out, 55,000 people or so. So it can be a pretty rocking atmosphere on Friday. It'll be
2: And it'll be loud. Yeah,
0: it'll be real loud. Uh, that being said, I think Cincinnati locks in uh, and gets it done. And I'm not ready to say I'm going to pick them to cover, but I wouldn't be surprised if I, I picked Cincinnati to, to cover this one.
2: Yeah. I thought, I like Cincinnati too. And in regards to the points, if it goes below that 14 number, I think I'd probably jump on that. I think, I think they handle pretty, this might be one of those deals where it's close the first half and then Cincinnati just scores two, three touchdowns late. Um, that really makes the game look a lot uh, worse than it was, but I like the Bearcats.
0: Penn state heading to Michigan state, Penn state. uh, It's about a pick them. Uh, you could probably get Penn state minus one, some spots, but uh. I was surprised to see it be picking them it's at Michigan state. I know how poor they looked last week, but Penn state's not Ohio state. I think Ohio state was just a really, really bad matchup for Michigan state. Uh, Penn state's not going to be able to
2: yeah, Penn state's throw more the ball. It's yeah, more their style of opponent. That's, that's yeah. this kind of team they beat. That's I, I like, I do like Michigan state for that reason. Yeah. I
0: like Michigan state to win this one. And I think mainly because, uh, they can, uh, uh, Penn State can't run the ball. So uh, as bad as Michigan State's past defense is, they can go out there and trot seven defense or not. seven. they could trot t- they could trot five, six defensive backs out there and, uh, and, and slow down the, the Penn State passing attack and try to make them one dimensional, uh, Clemson. This will be a good one. Uh, Clemson, 11 and a half point favorite at South Carolina as bad as I want to pick South Carolina, I really, really do. I'd love to see Shane Beamer and South Carolina uh, get uh, their seventh win and their first win over Clemson in a, in a while. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think the Clemson's defense, which has been elite all year continues to play well. And then add in that they seem to be uh, growing some confidence and running the ball. They, they finally found something on the with the run game in the last couple of weeks, uh, which really takes the pressure off DJ. Uh, so I think, I think, I think Clemson will, will win it.
2: Uh, Clemson to win. I do think that South Carolina keeps this one close. Um, so I, I do like them to cover it.
0: All right. What do you think about AM LSU, uh, AM minus six and a half at LSU?
2: Jimbo going to his next job. He doesn't want to beat him too bad with recruits in the house, I guess. I mean, joking because that's Lincoln Riley's job. But um, I think Texas AM wins this game. Actually, Changing my mind. This is Coach O's last game in an LSU uh, Tiger outfit, so I'm I'm taking the Tigers. They're gonna play hard for for O Saturday night. There's no we'll way just think
1: don't. about his sign off. That last go tag. Oh, it's gonna be
2: odd, dude. It's gonna be odd. The like the place is gonna be behind him. I don't see how the fans couldn't be pumped for this. They one. should all
1: do it in unison.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be incredible. I think LSU wins this yeah. game based on O and atmosphere alone. Yeah,
0: and LSU. If they win, they they're bowl eligible.
2: Oh fuck yeah, they're going nuts. They're, yeah, they're going to beat the shit out of it. And right?
0: so okay, so initially, Coach O said like when when it was initially announced that he was done at the end of the year, he said he was going to coach in a bowl game. If They made it. Now he's saying maybe he would wait. Well, depends on what the administration wants. So I I think it will be his last game. And I'm going with LSU as well. Yeah, Uh I just think that Calzada
2: he's so average. As but,
0: yeah, and you take them away from home, and I think that I mean they. They play good defense, but uh, I mean, I just think it's the right the right mix. There's there's the recipe for the upset, so I, I like LSU too. All right, now to the two big ones. Let's start with uh, 11 a.m. Uh, big noon kick, Ohio State at Michigan, one of if not the best rivalry game in college sports. What uh, what's your pick here?
2: Who do you like? I'm going to go with little brother Michigan. I think they get it done. I, I, I like the Michigan defense is so much better than what Ohio State just got to play in Purdue. Yeah. I mean, uh, Michigan State. Uh, I think Michigan, if they're able to control the clock and keep that Ohio State defense off the, or offense off the field, um, they're going to win this game. Like It just feels different uh, for Michigan this year than it has in years past. I think Harbaugh finally gets himself one.
0: All right. I'm not willing to go out on that limb. I do think Michigan plays it close. Ohio State tears it up offensively when they're facing, the, you know, they've they've all, they face some weak, weak, weak pass defenses, like some really, really bad pass defenses. But if Michigan can hold them to 30 points, 35 points, which has been done, Oregon held them. And check pretty well. Uh, Penn State held them with, in check, and Nebraska held them or slowed them down more than anyone. Michigan has the, the pass rush, I think, to to rattle Stroud, where he can't just sit back and pick apart defenses, which he's been doing. Yeah, against these last two games, against Purdue and Michigan State, but both those defenses are bad. Um, so I think Michigan gets after it. I think it'll be a dog fight, but at the end of the day. Uh, I think Ohio state is the better football team and they combine that with the fact that Harbaugh hasn't gotten over that hump yet. I just think it's, I don't think this is the year that happens. I think uh, the streak continues for Ohio state. All right. The big one here, Bedlam Sooners Cowboys, uh, much different year than normal Cowboys are the favorite four point favorites. They've looked like the better team. They're rolling. What are they outscoring opponent? Like, what's the, like, last month or so, it's like 130-something, uh, like.
2: To, like, 25.
0: Yeah, it's something ridiculous. I mean, they're just, no one's moving the ball on them. Um, this is, uh, this is going to, I mean, this will be a dogfight, right? I mean, it's going to be a.
2: I, I want to pick OSU so fucking bad. At, like, it, it's hurting me. But we've seen it. I, I've personally seen it as long as I've been alive. OSU. Ha- OSU is the better team, in my opinion. I okay, look, Before
0: we make our picks, I want to. Okay, let's. What are you give Oklahoma State's keys to keys to victory and thing th- things that three things that are key for OSU to win and three things that if they lose will be the reason they lose.
2: Okay. Um. First key, I think, establish the run. We talked about it earlier. Pretty basic, but it's a necessity. Two is going to be keeping spencer sanders comfortable if that makes sense um not asking him to do too much although he's been playing a lot better the last thing i'd want to do is put a game on not necessarily his shoulders but make him make throws that he has he's not been making all year because they haven't asked him to um so keep spencer comfortable and then three uh it seems like OU not a gadget play but normally they score in like a like a wheel, like a wheel route or just something like a trick play where they and, scheme a touch. Yeah, exactly. Like minimize the big play. Don't give up the big play or like in just big play in general, like Hollywood on that on, he had a, like a 70 yard catch and run um, a couple of years ago in them So minimize the big play, make them go down the field on you and earn every single point they get, which OSU has done a fantastic job all season of doing uh, three things that would prevent OSU from winning this are, or if they lost, I guess, one would be Mike Gundy. Uh, he just didn't coach, he coached it like he normally does, which is um scared to be quite honest with you. It's it's he does look different, and he play calls different. I think that'd be the first thing. The second thing would be Spencer Sanders possibly threw a couple of interceptions, two or i th- I'd say I mean they won a game this year with him throwing three interceptions, so they can still win. The defense is that good, they can win even giving up three. Third thing is uh, Caleb Williams caches them on the on the ground. I think would be one of the results of it. O- oh, I'll add in a bonus for you. It's Oklahoma State. I don't. know. Yeah, you, you
0: combine that with with Gundy? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah you don't have to give too much reasoning behind that. It. It's just Oklahoma State. The overall records what eighty nine to eighteen, and then some ties. Yeah. So
0: right, is it, do they have eighteen or not? Is it eighteen or nineteen? Eighteen. Eighteen.
2: Yeah. I've been alive for three of them. I think my adult life or ones that no, I can't you've actually been remember. Alive.
0: You'd have been alive for you've been alive for four, right? Two with less.
2: Yeah. With- Okay, nice. but ones I can actually remember, too. Yeah. I But I do think OSU's a better team. So what are your... So I'll give... Flip it for OU.
0: Okay, so he used a victory for OU. One, I'll go with the same you started with. Run, establish the run. That's going to be crucial and establish it early. If they're able to do that... If OU can get... OU needs one-on-one matchups with with Oklahoma State's defensive backs. I think... Would you agree if there is... OSU defense doesn't have a weakness, but their are weak their corners are probably where there is. Yeah, I think Bernard
2: Converse he's he's solid, but he gets caught not turning around every so often. Um, but Christian Holmes has been that is if you were going to point out a it's say a weakness, um, it would be the defensive backfield, especially the corners. But they they're still pretty solid. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah. So
0: I think the key is going to one key is going to be if, if Oklahoma can run the ball well enough to force OSU to have some bring an extra guy in the box or creep someone just where you're yeah. not. You can't just sit back. Right. And then create one on one. OU needs to create one-on-one matchups with their skill position guys um, against Oklahoma State defenders. Two is gonna be get after Sanders and force rattle Sanders. Right. It, force him into turnovers, which is I'm like, sure
2: OU will blitz a lot, honestly, just because of the fact that yeah. Spencer likes to throw And That's throw the somewhere. strength
0: of Oklahoma Steven's. They do they lead the Big 12 in force turnovers. Um, they they are they do have the ability, especially now that they're healthy with Redmond fully back. They, they, they got after, I think they stacked pretty like seven times. Or yeah. So they get after Sanders and make them, you know, throw a dumb interception or fumble the ball once or twice. I think they can turn them over a couple times. Their path to victory is obviously a lot easier than otherwise. Uh, third key. Oh, there's, I would say, this goes with, uh, with running the ball is OU's to line needs to play better than they have. Um, they have not lived up to the standard that I think beating Bo, he's a really good offensive line coach, but this is, I mean, they didn't take that next step. They're not, they don't bully teams.
2: I'd um, argue they need to be like great yeah. Saturday. You, you know, can't, I, think, I don't think you can just roll out there and be good. No, they need, yeah. They
0: need to play their, their best or one of their best games of the season. Yeah. Have, and so if they can do that, um, and I think that if that happens, they would establish the run. So um, those would be three keys to victory. Uh, and then one other thing is, well, they go, it's, mean, it's it correlates, but the court, the part of running the ball. Well, Lincoln's got to run the football with, with Caleb Williams. And I think that just will open up everything else. If you can get, if you can, uh, can get him rolling on the ground, it opens the, up the pass game, but opens up the run games for Brooks, for, for, for um, gray. So I think that is, there's a, some keys to an OU victory keys or things that will cause Oklahoma to lose this game. Uh, One would be uh, if they cannot stop Oklahoma state on third downs, um, which has been an issue for the Oklahoma defense. They, they make big plays, but they also give up big plays on third downs. Um, They seem to get gashed uh, on third downs. I'm not sure. The reasoning for it, I think, it's because linebackers struggle in coverage a little bit, and um, just teams can find openings. So if 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 OSU is able to to move the ball or um, sustain long drives by uh, uh, moving the chains on third down, it's going to be hard uh, for OU um, to win the game. Um, secondly, is just if Caleb Williams continues to to struggle to read defenses, he's going to. Oh, you can't win this game if he throws for 88 yards. I mean, he's gonna have to their OU needs big plays from Kit in the past game, um, which they haven't had the last two weeks. So if they're unable to generate those plays in Oklahoma, is forced to to you know dink and dunk and just run the ball, and osu can stack the box without or not even no, or they where osu doesn't have to stack the box. Um, it's gonna be a long day for OU. And thirdly, third, um, I mean there there are plenty of things plenty of things here but I think just if Oklahoma could lose this game just by being not an inexperienced not very smart not sound football team I mean they they don't they, they haven't put it together all season and I think a lot of that's because of focus um and so I mean if that continues if the status quo Go so I mean that, basically what I'm saying is if if OU plays the way they have been they're not going to not going to win this game but if they play to their ceiling or to their potential um, I think it's there I mean it wouldn't shock me at all if the Sooners win um, so now I guess I'll, I'll make my pick um, oh I I have I'm making my decision on this right now I'm
2: <laughs> yeah same i I'm,
0: I'm going I'm going with the Sooners. I last night I said I was going to pick pick Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State's the better football team, but I think that Oklahoma having a defense that seems to be playing its best at the right time uh, is going to be key. It'll keep them in this game because this isn't going to be your your typical your ty- typical bedlam. I don't think Oklahoma is going to move the ball all that well in Oklahoma State. Um, I just think that they'll be able to. Generate a couple more big plays, and the Pokes will. And I mean, the really the main I mean the main reason is because Yundi and OSU they can't see to. OSU. Yeah, and so I'm just I I think that OU finds a way, and they're gonna have to do it with big plays, and I think
2: they'll find a way to get that done. I don't know if you watched Ted Lasso, Parker, do you? I've watched a couple episodes. Um, there's an episode they're playing. Um, I believe it's Manchester United or Manchester City who they've never beat. Like they haven't beaten like 65 years. And there, there's like a saying, and it's a real saying in English football. It's the hope that kills you. I'm going to let the hope kill me yet again. I think Oklahoma State wins. Like you said, they are the better team. Unfortunately, it's the team who plays the best, but. I think OSU has done a really good job all season long of putting in Spencer, Spencer and the offense in situations to win. Uh, they do know how to close out games. I I mean, albeit against the Boise States, the Missouri States of the world, but they did win those. The defense is the difference maker. I, I think this, the final score of this thing is going to be like 23 to like 13. It's something very, very low scoring. It's gonna be cold Saturday night. Not sure if that really makes a difference. These guys, they're gonna be so amped, it won't matter. Uh, the environment's gonna be one of the more hostile games I've ever been to, if I had to guess. Uh I I can't I literally can't wait. This one, I'm I'm letting OSU build me up one more time just to break me back down, but I do think OSU wins.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, I mean it it nothing would surprise me in in this year's version of Bedlam. So yeah, that is uh, those are our picks. I mean, this is going to be a, a fun fun week.
2: Clint, do you have the Sooners as well? I take it.
1: Yeah, I know it's surprising. I'm going with the Sooners too. I have butterflies thinking about this game. I can't remember a game that's just this even in a long time.
2: So if you guys would have picked OSU, I was going to pick OU in a reverse jinx attempt. I I still might do that. See, I might bet Oklahoma money line to happiness, age, <laughs> but we'll see.
0: I I do not. I don't know. I wouldn't be. You could tell me. I mean, if I had to pick a score, I'd guess like 24 to 20 or something like that. But I think that you could tell me any score and I wouldn't be shocked. I think this game could go so many different directions. God, it's. Although, one direction I don't see is OU big. OU hasn't seemed. OU hasn't really beating anyone
2: no but that one in a weird way would make the most sense like it'd be the most yeah oh you roll
0: oh you wins like 50 to 13. yeah like
2: that'd be the most like the defense just poops his like, yeah. pants for the first time all season and like the biggest well, I, don't, I don't even want to talk yeah, about
0: yeah, that no so. I, I i that see i don't see that happening i, I mean that's it, you can't defense is defense and we keep we always say defense travels they're not traveling but defense is if you have a good defense you typically can rely on
2: them have not given up more than 24 all season that's insane. Yeah.
0: That is that is really, 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 really impressive.
2: 24 on the nose twice, but never more than that.
0: I think OU goes over. I think OU goes over 24. There, I
2: think right, That's This is not Super Bowl either, but and this is the last thing I'll say about the game. If OU wins – and they go over twenty. If they go over twenty four points, they win the game. OSU is not winning this in a shootout. OU OU wins if they score more than twenty four. That's my my key or my difference maker. I don't think OU wins it ugly, and I don't think OSU wins it if it if it gets high.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think if yeah, I agree. If OU can score, I think yeah. If That's OU my over key. The game.
2: If if OSU holds OU under twenty four, they win. If OU scores over twenty four, it's they first win. to twenty four.
0: Yeah. <laughs> simple as that. Yep. Yeah. If only it were that simple. All right, Clint, you got uh, you got some trivia for us? Yeah,
1: let's do it. All right, let me get the clock out. I was telling Parker and Ruli earlier, we got four of the five questions for uh, rivalry-related for rivalry week. So let's start it off. Question one, in the 2016 NFL draft, Ohio State had three players drafted in the top ten. Zeke was one, name the other two.
0: One of the Bosa's, maybe it was one of them.
2: Um, could it have been Eli Apple, the corner, and he went to the Giants? Yeah,
0: he was definitely a top-ten pick. What I just don't he know was what you uh, um, Should we go with those? So, so, so 2016.
2: Which they, Bosa? They it
0: would have been the older Bosa,
2: right? Yeah, which is Nick, right? I thought it was. Ch- I don't know. Joey. It's the one that plays for the Chargers because he's been in the league. one, Right. No, it's the one that plays for the 49ers. Joey. Okay, yeah. I think, yeah, think he's the older one. Should we
0: say Joey Bosa and Eli Apple?
2: Yeah, it could be way off. Yeah, let's go Eli with those though.
0: two.
1: All right, that is correct, but Joey plays for the Chargers. The oh, so I correct. switched them. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. No, so Nick's he- the younger one. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. Well, All I right. mean, we got it right. Yeah, you got it right. All right, one for one. Question two, when OSU last beat OU in 2014, who was OSU's leading rusher in that game?
2: I should know this. I'm pretty sure it's Desmond Rowland. Hey, you guys played Tyreek as a running back, so he it wasn't him. He didn't. You know how many touchdowns? Pause, Clint. You know how many touchdowns he had at OSU as like a running back slash receiver? Like none. Two. Yeah, he all his ter- all his touchdowns were. Returning. He was so misused. He's coming to the game Saturday. I saw he was asking for tickets. I mean, he could ask anybody in the <laughs> world, but um. I want to say Desmond Rowland, but I could be wrong.
1: Question three. 2011 is the last time Michigan beat Ohio State. The same player led Michigan in passing and rushing yards in that game. Who was it?
0: It had to have been Denard Robinson. Shoelace. It had to have been the shoelace.
1: Who was Auburn's leading rusher in the kick six Iron Bowl game in 2013?
0: It could
2: have been Nick Marshall.
0: Just if he was trying to stump us with a little quarterback action there
2: Nick Marshall feels right only because I can't remember the running yeah, back. Yeah, I
1: don't game. remember the running back either. It's Trey Mason. Trey ah, Mason. Trey Mason. Nick Marshall was the 2nd leading three. rusher, but it was, he had like 160 yards. Oh, and by Dude. the way, Denard Robinson had 170 rushing yards in that game. Good God. Yeah. All right. Three for four. Last one. In 2019, what Ole Miss player famously did the peeing dog celebration at the end, costing them the ice Elijah Moore. Yeah. All right, two there good we weeks go. in a row. Yeah, on, there's your rivalry kind of rivalry reek <laughs> trivia. <laughs> it's hard to say. Also, yeah.
2: it's also feast week if you're into college
0: basketball. Yeah, this is this is one of the best sports weeks. Oh yeah, one of the most underrated sport. Well, no, the football it's not underrated because Thanksgiving football is great. Yeah, and we but, had basketball start, but yeah, then, yeah, you have you got turn meaning good games too. Some great non conference in these in these uh, tournaments. I mean, ton of fun. So, as always. Um, before we go, does anyone have anything they want to
1: add? I think that is it. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. All you listeners out there. Yeah. Safe travels.
0: As always, we, we really appreciate everyone listening. Uh, we'd appreciate, you know, like subscribe. Uh, if you want to share it on your Instagram, appreciate it. Uh, but we appreciate the support. Um, we are at fifth year podcast on Twitter and at the fifth year podcast on Instagram. And have a great Thanksgiving, a great weekend. It's going to be, should be a really, really uh, good weekend. Uh, we're going to find out uh, a lot about the college football playoff race. Things will be looking a lot different this time next week. Um, going to be interesting to see what ha- what happens. So uh, have a good weekend and a good Thanksgiving.
1: And really, good luck.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I will need it. Probably going <laughs> to be using a barf bag uh, the entire day. So-